The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Good. So sleepy. <laughs> I'm doing good as well. Gleep, the question of the day, though, is how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a heck of a Monday, Jimmy, but I'm, I'm, I made it through. Um, we've done one show. We're, we're getting ready to do our second show. I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it may be an oncoming train, but I don't care. Nice. I hope it's not an oncoming train. That'd be yeah, terrible. That, that, that ends poorly. Usually, yeah, it does, it does I'm end poorly. That doesn't work out well. Well, you know, it, in in video games, sometimes you know it it, uh, it leads to a clever plot twist. <laughs> sometimes it does. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, yeah, we are those guys with ships, and this is episode sixty-five of the Those Guys with Ships show, our Star Citizen Organization community podcast. Today is March 7th, 2946. Your time may vary. Ace? Yes? You had homework. I did. All right. So what do you think? Uh, straight, short, blunt. It's not him. Ooh. So what Ace and I are talking about, guys, is uh, I found some, uh, some just irrefutable evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. That um, Snoke is, in fact, Darth Plagueis. I have that a counter theory. That would be interesting. I have a counter yes. theory. Now, Snoke was, uh, Darth Plagueis was the one before Palpatine, right? Yep. He was Palpatine's, Palpatine's master. master. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the master to Palpatine's. Uh, so well, here's my suggestion. Plagueis. Uh, number one, um, not, I mean, so, so we've heard rumors that Snoke has been around for a long time. Yes. Significantly longer than, than Plagueis was. Uh, I don't know if we've, we've, we, he says that he saw the Empire rise and fall. Plagueis, uh, could have done that. Um, the other, so, so, uh, so setting those rumors aside that he is, that he is like Maz Kanata and that he is potentially a thousand or so years old um uh, setting that aside rumor the other one that i think is very possible and an interesting idea to me is that he's an inquisitor or he was an inquisitor, an inquisitor. Inquis- jimmy will know these inquisitors reference. jimmy sure. you've watched the star wars rebels right yeah yeah um yeah. so uh you haven't watched uh, rebels have you mark no i haven't yet I, I loved the clone wars loved it I think we talked about this before. I, the, the, the animation style is just really hard for me to get into on Rebels. I, I just got to sit down and watch like the first season. Just yeah, watch. Yeah, all that's it, it's the the very first time I watched it. I felt the same way. It's 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 jarringly different than what you're used to. But you, you know, you you 
it you get used to it over time. Right. Um, but but briefly, between um, between A New Hope and or, or I should say between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, while the Empire is forming, Vader is sending out um, Inquisitors uh, to uh, track down uh, Rebel. Uh, rebel spies and, and rebel agents and well, Jedi okay. and it's worth noting yeah, and these Jedi. inquisitors these inquisitors are dyke dark side apprentices or or users they carry lightsabers they're they're much more standardized in the sense that the lightsabers all function the same they're like stamped out basically they're mass produced lightsabers oh, okay so they're kind of like a, yeah they're, they're kind of like they're somewhere like above a normal soldier but right below a but Jedi. not a enough yeah force, yeah force sensitive and um, kind of like kind of like, kinda like a mcdonald's hamburger to like a like a nice <laughs> real restaurant's hamburger well and so the mm. thing the, the thing that but i still wanted a to point out is number one these inquisitors have a knowledge of the dark side obviously and they knew vader and the emperor to some extent obviously and if you've seen rebels some of them may even have jedi roots so uh that would explain where they might know the Force, and that would also explain Snoke's uh, implication that he knows he saw the rise and fall of the Empire, because if you were an Inquisitor, you existed during the heyday of the Empire, as it, during its ascension, during the, the Rebel Alliance's fight, and then the eventual fall, and the uh, uh, formation of the First Order. So, Interesting. I find like I find the idea of a, of a, of a Inquisitor more likely, and perhaps uh, uh, more key to what he's saying than Plagueis, only because Plagueis, number one, was killed in the book, which he was granted, not killed. Yeah, he was yeah. not killed. <laughs> well, is his that, character arc ended. Is that old canon or new canon? That's the other thing. That's the thing. Is that what is that canon? Technically speaking, the Plagueis book is not part of canon. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, yep. so, not not canon. So count. Plagueis not, not canon. Not, not, not. Plagueis himself is canon because Sidious mentions him. In, right. uh, but if and this is sort of like splitting hairs, though, it's worth pointing out that uh, it's never mentioned in the film itself that actually that Plagueis was his master. No, it's just it's implied, but you're it's absolutely implied, right. And he says that Plagueis was a dark side. I uh, kind of feel like I, I oh. it wasn't. I, I, I mean, like it wasn't until the book comes. It wasn't until the book comes out or came out that I that they like. Like, like, no, Plagueis was his master. I always assumed Plagueis was a Sith, like, a uh, myth or a story, you know, about about uh, a character like this that did this. Something mm-hmm. from the the great era of the Sith that's in the real old Tales of the Jedi books. Now, let me throw out another twist for you. What if, uh, what if you never find out who he is? What if they that's just never mention me it again? That's fine <laughs> with me too. I mean, let's be clear. No idea. Probably, you never it'll, find it'll, out. It'll probably be, be mined at some right. point. What if they never flesh his character out a single bit? All he is just one, you know, the... Uh, the uh, Just a guy. A passing a mention guy. in one movie. Yeah, <laughs> just really. Just mention, and then the next one, don't even talk about him at all. Never know Never know what happened to him. Right. Hey, where'd the enormous hologram go? Where'd right. it go, guys? Well, um, uh, my irrefutable evidence will be. Uh, I'm going to post links in the in the show notes, and uh, 
briefly what it is is that uh, uh, they look at the music of Snoke uh, from uh, Episode Seven, and then they also uh, look at the music from the opera scene in Episode. It was Episode Three, right? Episode Three, yes, yeah, Squid. Yeah, Lake. Episode Three, and uh, co- do a comparison of those, and um, uh, there are there are amazing similarities between the two, which there I there are, there yes. are, and and and, then, and, and Lucas. And certainly, JJ, uh, it, the you know the Star Wars saga is fond of callbacks and loopbacks of things echoing each other. So it does not surprise me that the song for Squid Lake, which is by the way, that's what the Mon Cal opera is called in that scene. Squid uh, Lake, uh, you are so much more nerd than me. I'm like, I'm I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little jealous. Well, you're gonna enjoy this this week's in the loop certainly if you okay. like that sort of thing. All so. Right. Well, um, so before we spend too much more time talking about YouTube on the radio, um, I'm going to post the links, and we'll let you at home decide how right I am. Play along yeah. at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, fun stuff. So, guys, um, we have a new show schedule. We talked about this on Versecast. Um, and because real life happens, uh, going forward, we are going to be releasing one show per week. We used to do this. Um, I don't know how long it's been, but um, we were when we first started and up to a certain point uh, releasing one show per week. So we're going back to that. Uh, Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast, will be put up the Tuesday following the first and third Mondays of each month. And then this show, the Those Guys with Ship show, will be published the Tuesday following the second and fourth Mondays of each month. Um, so uh, that's that's going to be the, the new schedule. Uh, there will be some exceptions around holidays, et cetera, et cetera. But we will, um, for the most part, uh, this will uh, give you one show each and every week um, going forward and, um, uh, and help uh, some of us uh, retain our sanity. Yes. Might be important. Turns out sane people yeah. are important. At least when organizing things. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, just wanted to uh, let folks know about that. Get that out of the way. And uh, Jimmy, mm. what's going on around the interverse? Well, let's let's talk all things versecast.org. Yes, let's. So, um, so Dusky uh, has a, a post on the uh, forums: uh, analog mechanical keyboard. A uh, mechanical keyboard with an analog control and a gamepad joystick or trigger. Have you guys seen this? You know, it's like I s- 1980s technology. Yeah, I kind of feel like is that what we're going for here? <laughs> it's very, it's very retro. It's um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting looking keyboard, um, and there is a very nice discussion on the topic. I would recommend everyone go check it out if you're into, uh, you know, deep diving into uh, peripherals. Hmm. I'm surprised you guys didn't have a chance to go over and take a look at this. You know, well, I'm looking at it right to, now, and I never did. And y- you know so is what? This, is this a the, really fancy mechanical keyboard, basically? The, the analog mechanical keyboard. Interesting. You know what I kind of feel what like? It, it, analog. I mean, don't get me wrong. In things like, uh, like I see this guy playing like the, like a thief type of game, or maybe that's uh, Dishonored right. or something like that. But you know. You know, analog joysticks. I absolutely love for games like uh, like a Splinter Cell or like a Thief or something like that, where you have to have those very fine gradations of movement. 
and in stuff and also with card games which obviously is the next one up here so you know having those that ability to just very very slightly do things is extremely important in those games it makes a huge difference and you cannot get that with the digital on off you know when you only have a zero and a one that does not do you do it justice so you know i can respect that honestly i really can i think it's an interesting idea and uh you know i had i not just bought a keyboard i would probably give it a try maybe right depending on the price I definitely find this interesting. Um, you know, for me, like, for example, we're, we've been talking about um, controllers and uh, how much I love the throttle. And, and the reason why I love the throttle is that, that granular ability to, um, to, to move my speed up and down. Um, I've found since I've been using the um, throttle that I don't match speed anymore. I, I have a command in um, voice, voice attack to match speed when I'm uh, in combat. I'm not using it anymore. I'm basically just eyeballing uh, my speed, and it's because of that granular, uh, that the, the granularity, granularity, yeah, granularity, granularity. granularity. Gran- Close thank enough. you. Yeah, my, sure. my first car was a granularity. Yeah, <laughs> Ford granularity. <laughs> um, the the subtlety of that movement is huge, and so I thought this keyboard was really interesting. And um, the thing is, I, the only problem with it for me is that I use my orb weaver because um, it sits in between my mouse and uh, now my throttle. So I don't really know if I would have a place for it, but it's a really interesting concept to combine the two. I think so. I, I'm, I'm interested to follow this. I, I, you know, it's, uh, but the one thing I don't like is, man, those mechanical switches are so loud. I mean, mine, I got the stealth switches, with, which helps out, I mean, dramatically. Yeah, right? they really are. But um, the mechanical... Like they're spring-based, aren't they? Yeah, well, it would have to be because it's... Yeah. yeah. It would have to be with this, yeah. So, you know, maybe... Why does the loud bother you? Pardon? Why does the loud bother you? Uh, I just, you know, I mean... Is I have it grating? It's just, yeah, it is. I, mean, I have, I have a yeah, very I, I problem understand with, that. With, with noises like that. Um, huh. You don't, ever, don't ever, like, you know... Don't ever, don't ever chew gum around me. I'll explode on you. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's terrible. Um... But uh, you know, so the loud clicking noises would get very annoying very quickly for me. So I, I, um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I cannot stand like fake or acrylic nails on Ooh. keyboards. Yeah, like oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard wow. for me. Yeah, weird things like wow. that. But anyway, so well, yeah. life is really short, you know. I know, right? <laughs> and you know, it's it's something. <laughs> it, I, is, it is first world problems of the nth degree. You know what? I got to tell you a quick story. Thirty second story. I decided I was going to get over this one day. Right when I was in high mm-hmm. school, I said, "You know what? This is ridiculous, Mark. There's no reason you should have a problem. You know, not be able to stand it. This should drive you literally just into a into a you know into a rage." So I said, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna get over this." So uh, after lunch in my senior year, I had uh, uh, advanced physics with uh, what was his name? It doesn't really matter. Anyway, a couple of my friends had it too. They sat on either side of me. Both of them chewed gum like cows chewing cud. I mean, just <laughs> loud and sloppy and just ooh. Anyway. So I decided the entire year I was going to say a single thing, and I was just going to, you know, just going to sit there in the class. Uh, I was going to you know, desensitize myself to this. Uh, it didn't work at all. Turns out, <laughs> are they just, dead? It was just a you terrible them, yeah. experience. It turns out they're both dead. <laughs> um, and now I I lost two friends because of that. No, no, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was horrible. <laughs> totally didn't work, and um, yeah, it did not solve my problems at all. It just made me very irritated for an entire year. Wow. Yeah. How how are you with people that chew ice? Oh, it's terrible. Yep. Mm. That popcorn. Um, Do you just carry a small yeah. shiv with you everywhere you go? God, no, like, if I did, I'd, yeah. I'd kill people. It'd be terrible. So, no, I don't. Um, 
It, you know, anyone, yeah, any any of my friends or family, they all know it and uh, respect it for the most part. And uh, I try to be very tactful if it gets too out of hand, or I'll walk away or something like that. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, all right. Well, um, I I, I so know me- what not to get you for Christmas. so mechanical right. keyboards. You know, similar sound. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I right. I would I would agree with Mark in that the, the clack 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 does kind of get old after a while. Yeah, I love it. I love. I mean, I live because I, I can type pretty fast, and I just love getting a rhythm going. And clearly, you never worked in a call center, leap. Oh, sure I have. Okay. Sure I have. This is like the dull roar of like thousands of people's fingers. Like It's a party. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's the party. digital age. Celebrate. I want these swappable top plates on these things. Did you guys see that? Did you scroll on? Yeah, I saw that. The that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely pretty cool. Um, it's a great keyboard. Definitely one worth checking out. Uh, Tabascoid. Uh, is actually uh, the European weekly meetup uh, thread has been popping. Uh, to quote Jonto, uh, like Jimmy's collar, but Jimmy doesn't <laughs> pop his collar, John. <laughs> Maybe we should start. Maybe that's a hint. No. Why aren't you popping that collar? No, there's two. There's these two production guys that that come into my uh, my office from time to time, and they both have the Izod shirts with the collars popped. Oh yeah. And I don't understand it. it, it do you want to punch them or do they? I, I, I don't understand it. Do they have I'm glad two small ex- sweaters wrapped around their necks? You uh, should mechanical uh, keyboard them. I, 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 I kid you not. Yes, not all the time, but do, yes. do they have friends with names either Buffy and or Muffy? Not Chad. that I'm aware of, okay. and they and they don't talk like that either. They're not like, "Hey, chum, how are you?" So I I, I <laughs> wonder. Chum. I wonder if they do it to be Old ironic, school, but they're boy. not. Yeah. But they're not hipsters, you know. They're very clean cut, but like literally, like I, I kid you not, like one of, one of the dudes showed up in a salmon colored Izod shirt with the nice. collar popped, with a white sweater, white That's matching pink. white matching shorts, and boat shoes. Oh wow, oh he God. was really going for the look. Who dresses like that? Apparently uh, that guy. Yeah, apparently. People that have, like, yachts and then go to the yacht club. <laughs> yeah, totally. maybe maybe they're just, like, avid boaters. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know? You don't maybe. know. Maybe. But keep um, that stuff at home. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but the uh, the weekly, uh, the European weekly meetup seems to be kind of kind of forming, or, or there's been a lot of chatter going on um, most recently uh, over in the forums. So if you're of the European persuasion and you want to get involved in that conversation, please go over, please check the link in the show notes, go over and check it out, because um, it would be great to to see that become a regular thing and to know that um, those guys with ships, the sun never sets on us. By the way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, before we move on, uh, just real quick, uh, we also, I got an email from uh, Jamster, uh, uh, who he and Swiss Cheese are looking for um, uh, folks to play Arma Battle Royale um, at, uh, at uh, uh, I, I think they're both in the UK. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, anyway, um, there, so there's another, another thread uh, in the forums, which I will link in the show notes too, uh, for... Uh, them trying to get uh, folks organized to do that. So, um, uh, Star Citizen and uh, and Arma uh, folks on the other side uh, of the pond are looking to get together. So uh, let's um, let's support them. I yeah. say the last thing was mentioned that Jamster also posted a time zone thread with the poll. So go vote which time zone you're in, so people know. Cool, excellent, thank you. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Avi Physics posted a really cool um, external hollow table. It's a website that allows you to edit your loadouts uh, by uploading your uh, XML file 
uh, in an environment uh, that uh, is more responsive than the game's current hollow table. Uh, if you click on the link, if you follow the link, uh, there is an example page that allows for you to explore. Uh, this is really cool. That's very cool. Uh, so basically, it's it's a uh, it's not the hollow table, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> say, better than the hollow table is not a high bar to clear. Yeah, no, I, I you know, look, I, I we we kind of bust on the on the hollow table, and we we know, you know, we know CIG knows, and and that it's an iterative, irritative. Wow, I can't talk tonight. Man, you're just all over the place tonight. I really iterative. am. It's like thank you. You've it's got an this. iterative process. Wow. Uh, but this is really kind of a cool way. Like, I, I'm actually really interested in playing with this because um, it's a great way to really kind of experiment with your loadouts without having to make any sort of commitments, even uh, even needing to rent gear. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that is very, very cool and um, a great way to get around the limitations of the hollow table until they get that fixed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Dietrich is uh, is all over the uh, the versecast.org uh, website. Uh, he is a very prolific uh, poster. Way to go, Dietrich. We encourage that yeah, kind of behavior. Uh, and uh, one of his threads, he has a premiere event coming up on March 10th. And uh, Dietrich wants to host an event in-game during Quantum Drive on Thursday, March 10th uh, while listening to the show. Uh, everyone tries to track him down as the quote-unquote king uh, and whoever succeeds uh, then wears the crown of king and then gets chased down oh my god so, it's juggernaut i love this idea yeah it's a really cool idea uh, you know and not just because you guys will be doing it while my show's playing mm. <laughs> it's a guaranteed well, audience uh, yeah exactly Un- right it's unfortunately this show is not going to come out until after that uh so we need to find some other way to get this word out to uh the folks um we can certainly tweet it out ahead of time uh, but maybe, uh, uh, is there, uh, uh, Jimmy, is there oh, a, a wow. thread in the forum about that? That's right. With our new uh, with our new time slot, this will have already taken place. So it was a lot of mm-hmm. fun. This uh, event was amazing. <laughs> there was fun to be had. Big a lot turnout. of chasing. The, the, catching. I've been told it was the best quantum drive mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> even better even better than the uh, concurrent quantum, quantum drive and tickle party event. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Which, which was also. 2015. Yes, also fun. phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, everyone will be listening to this after the fact. Hopefully, it will be a smashing event. Yeah, so we'll um, uh, we'll definitely um, uh, tweet, it. tweet something out. Yeah. Yes, tweet absolutely. Out to it. Yeah. And then, uh, interestingly enough, uh, apparently Dietrich was in uh, two places at once. Yeah. So uh, there is a picture showing him uh, in uh, Austin at the uh, Austin get together. Mm-hmm. And then there's a picture. It shows uh, Chris on the right, but this couldn't be in L.A., could it? There's no way. Because Dietrich, why didn't we hang out? Isn't that? Isn't that? Um, um, oh, is that Dietrich? I thought that was Doc Buckshot. I don't know. I'm very confused. Oh, we're so confused. We are so confused. But sort this uh, out for us. Tweet us. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, look, somebody explain this thread to me because I don't understand it. Oh, wow. Time travel. It's what's for dinner. Yes, actually, we, we just had a moment of time travel with the incredibly successful uh, Dietrich event on March 10th. To quote uh, uh, Voyager, time travel hurts my head. <laughs> <laughs> it is painful. And on that note, uh, that is all things from around the universe for this week. 
Yay. All right. Your results may vary. All right. Ace, how you been? Good. My hey, week, you, you, my weekend was kind of nuts. Was it? Yes. What'd uh, you do? Uh, it involved... Sa- salted or shelled? Salted. Very salted. Uh, well, so and the reason I say that is so so the week started with two point two, obviously, which was amazing, and and Yay. which which uh, uh, set off a discussion for this week's in the loop, which we'll discuss in a moment. Um, the other thing that participate uh, precipitated was the uh, the killing off of one of my favorite characters on a TV show that I watched that touched off a firestorm of criticism and backlash in Twitter and Tumblr this past weekend. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I'd never been part of a fandom that's like basically been in revolt before. So seeing it happen in real time was pretty intense. Uh, to those who were affected, my heart goes out to you. It was very sad, very very sad. Um, but what uh, happened? Uh, a major character on the one hundred got killed. No, 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 no. I didn't say who. I watched it. Oh wait, no, I did know this one. Yes, yeah. So you, oh, yeah, you saw it on Thursday. Did, yeah, I was to say I did just watch it. First did you like, see? The, you did you see the response on Twitter and Tumblr? I don't tweet or tumble. Okay, so so <laughs> good for you. Uh, there is a there <laughs> is a my pants on. Thank you. There is a trope that this character's death is a part of. It's a very mm. negative trope, and okay. the fandom responded in mass to this very poorly, and the mm. the, the writers who what. Yeah. I'm, trying think, I'm trying to think of the trope that it, that that. I, I can't. I, I'm not going to say what it is because if I if I name the trope, basically it gives away who died, and I okay. don't want to. I don't want to spoil any of that. We can discuss it after the fact. Anyone who's seen the show knows what I'm talking about. It's kind of hard not to. Um, but uh, but in any case, the lead writer lost a lot of Twitter followers, like say forty thousand. Oh in the no! Space of about a weekend. I hate it when that. Happens. Oh man, that's the worst. So that is just so that the was, worst. That was my weekend, like first first two point two, and then that, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, and then uh, Stags and I, Joe Pez Stags, uh, attended a birthday of a friend, and we went to a concert together. So it's like it was a pretty crazy weekend. Neat. Nice. Who'd you go but see? in all of that, I did have some time to come up with some information for our in the loop. Kenny Who'd you G. go see? Kenny G. Kenny G. Yes, Kenny G. This Kenny Loggins. I guess we'll never know. Indeed. Uh, it's a uh, classical uh, music and comedy special thing. Very oh, that's, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll link it to you later. Oh, see that combo. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, in any case, our subject for In the Loop is the meta. Um, and this this came because, of course, with 2.2 dropping, uh, the new ship on the block is the Sabre. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've got a chance to fly quite a bit and thoroughly enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but very quickly, a sort of optimized loadout appeared online. Like, what the best gear is, the best, the, the hardest-hitting gear for this ship. Uh, and that precipitated a discussion among a couple of us, especially on the forums, about, like, what's the optimal Saber loadout and a discussion in broader sense about what sort of the meta gaming aspect for each uh, vehicle is and for weapon types. And so just as a brief definition, metagaming is any strategy, action, or method used in a game which transcends a prescribed rule set, uses external factors to affect the game, or goes beyond the supposed limits or environments set by the game. In simple terms, it is the use of -of out-of-game information or resources to affect 
one's in-game decisions. Um, mm, cheating. Che- well, to, to some extent. It's cheating, cheating is often stepping outside of the rules of a game entirely and applying outside external factors like cheat codes to give you infinite health or something like that. Metagaming is the is using the uh, a game's rule set or logic or math against it in an adv- advantageous factor for you. Yeah, it's leveraging. Um, yeah, it's leveraging what you can do outside of the game to help you. Right, and you know. and using using knowledge of the fact that what you're doing is a video game to give yourself an advantage. The the um the you know the adva- the uh, advantage that stands out to me is something like in Arma. Thing that we've discovered with the Liberation campaign is that uh, if there is a fighting force in an area, and you pull all of your forces out of that zone, and you you retreat to a large distance, it can reduce the number of enemy vehicles in that area because because they, they despawn. Mm, okay. So that and that so and if you were if you were a you know if you were a soldier, you may not necessarily know that if you go a distance far enough away. The enemy troops that are following you may just magically disappear. That's that's a, that's something that you learn about the game's logic systems. Right, right. Um, so it's no, knowing your enemy. Right, exactly. Really well. Right, <laughs> Super right. Knowing, well. knowing what the limits of the AI of the system that you're using are. Right. Um, and right. because a lot of video games, especially games in particular, are run on computers, and computers ultimately run on math, a lot of that is deterministic. And you... By that definition, you have a, a a best or optimal DPS or loadout that is the most effective for points on a target or something like you know. Eventually, numbers become part of the game. Right. So, uh, in Star Citizen, you had for a while the sledge became the dominant piece of equipment that people were were loading on their ships because it had a really high damage, really low cooling, um, and a really high rate of fire. Oh, that's so the one that people the, could just. Don't, okay, I remember that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the tarantulas, uh, it's, an, it's one of the other uh, mass drivers. Uh, if you put four tarantulas on a uh, saber, it becomes a real powerhouse. Like, like can take on a constellation powerhouse. So, wow, in, wow. interesting interesting bit. Um, I, I did a very quick uh, swap out on uh, my saber before I took it in-game. Um, because, you know, I like to fly gimbaled. I pulled the Panthers off, and I put Badgers, gimbaled Badgers, on the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace, there is no, there are no. It's not dual targeting. It's one single target retinal uh, dropping right. all four, all four weapons. guns. The yep. same thing with the with the tarantulas. Is oh, that interesting. Okay, line it well, up right. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing about about the one of the things about mutual gun ma- like a single gun manufacturer but with mutual sizes is that the gun pips line up almost usually exact so for example with size 3 and size 2 repeaters the um, if you gimbal lock especially um, the uh, cannon icons line up almost exactly in the same location yeah nice like um, so so with the size three and size four tarantulas, you can get the same effect. Um, it's also the reason why the dominant meta for the Vanguard is to remove that big mass driver cannon at the bottom and strip a, a constellation or a cartuol scout of its size five um, uh, bearing 
and put that underneath the nose because that is the same type of bearing laser that's in those four cannons on the front of the Vanguard. Um, there's even a term for it, as, as there always is. It's called monoboating, where you put all the guns of a similar type or manufacturer on your ship to group the weapons as close to each other as possible. Monoboating? Monoboating. That's a, so B-O-A-T-I-N-G? Like, That's just fun M- to say. M-O-N-O-B-O-A-T-I-N-G. Monoboating. Monoboating. Is that legal? <laughs> Not well. In the, so that's, uh, well, that's 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 part days. of the discussion. Is you know when you're trying to balance effectiveness versus fun. Like I really enjoy the default loadout, which is the size two and size three repeaters. You can and put a lot of fire downrange. It's and you're a lot gimbal of, locking those, right? Right, I gimbal lock them. Um, so you get a lot of fire downrange really quick, and it's and it's sustainable. You can keep that trigger held down for a long time. But they don't kill as fast as the tarantulas do. As a, a, a saber uh, loaded with tarantulas can kill in about a fourth of the time as the standard loadout. So it's wow. it's, it's a substantial difference. Um, but like, if everybody's rocking the same loadout, there's no variation, and sometimes you lose a little bit of fun that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for having the same equipment because it, it's help for helpful for. Um, standardization purposes like if if we're all rocking the same rifle and arma then you can swap magazines back and forth between each other which is useful right um, but it, it also means that you sort of feel like you're cookie cutter yeah and, and there's also you know in a skill based game um, I think that within reason you you don't you don't want um, uh, one iteration of the ship to be just completely OP relative to other to Perhaps the baseline iteration, right? Or do you? I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah. it, it depends. I mean, the other thing that we're noticing about the saber is that currently, in its current state, the saber is a glass cannon, which is to say, mm-hmm. high damage output, but it can't take very much of what it can dish out. Mm-hmm. So, oftentimes, you see a lot of pilots that fly these things. They zoom in, do a lot of damage, and then get out as quickly as possible. They don't try and mix it up. Um, right. The, I mean, the other thing that you can do is what I do, which is uh, fly at slower speeds and use the saber's incredible maneuverability to stay in the thick of combat and avoid fire to a large degree as well. I was um, I, I ran into a Connie out in the PU and um, proceeded to fly circles around it right. and just rain down. I said this earlier, rain down a hailstorm of flaming kittens to the point where they just they left. Like right. uh, you know, they just they were like, I gotta go because they, they couldn't get away from me, and it's right. just I I basically just um, you know just like I said, just just flew around them in circles. At, Those at lasers a, at a will eat speed. through shields real yeah. fast, and, and just laid down fire, and I just I mean right on target, and right, I and was you can hold on the trigger with those that. too. They cool yep. real quick. Yeah, yeah, they do very quick. So, so what's the so, what's the answer to that then? So let's talk well, about the, the problem. Right, the answer is balancing, and this is something that you're always going to have a problem with. I mean, Blizzard is known, like, almost most uh, infamous for this problem. You know, Hunters are nerfed one week, then Death Knight's the next, then, uh, you know, and and this is sort of this this circular firing squad is one one class gets buffed and one gets nerfed, and they try and balance it back and forth. And the same thing is going to happen with Star Citizen. Um, It's been discussed that, that one of the things they may end up doing in the PU is that if they buff or nerf a gun, they will keep the stats for the current version of gun, and the next iteration will have the new stats, 
So by definition, you'll have weapons that are rare that have different properties. Kind of grandfathered in in a way. Right. Uh, I'm not, so I'm not you may end up having a guy flying yeah. around with a really rare early version of a gun. No. But if his ship gets destroyed, well... I'm not seeing that happen yeah. at all. I think it's too much because uh, their their uh, stock guns would be you know insured whatever. Now nah, they're not going to bother with it. I, I bet you they do it well, on a on a on a blanket scale. If they do it for for a type of gun, they'll have to do it for all of it because it's too hard to balance. I, it's right. just too I, hard to balance. I agree with Mark, but then there's also the uh, unknown of weapon or equipment modification. They've said many right. times that we're going to be able to overclock a weapon, underclock a, a shield, um, really be able to get in there on a granular level and mod our equipment. So I think that maybe that's kind of where it'll end up where the the variation yeah. will will lie in in that like, you know, yeah, the cookie cutter might be the best, you know, pull and play type of thing, but you may have a preference on a weapon that you've really spent a lot of time modding, and by modding that weapon and balancing it against a different type of weapon, uh, or even the same weapon and modding that as well, you're going to get a different um, a different damage output or, or a different play style from that particular piece of equipment. And you can overcome meta game, you know, the, whatever the and the meta is sort of like the meta discussion, whatever the standard sort of like uh, accepted wisdom, it changes because somebody else finds something new that's better or different or. Um, sure. And and you could use strategy to to use that to your advantage. You can, you know, you know a per, you know, you may be engaging someone who you know is carrying ballistic weapons, and so you know that they have a limited amount of ammunition they can spend firing at you, and so then your goal is just to outlast them. If you have lasers, eventually they will run out of ammo, and you'll still have energy to fire with. Um, and so you can use skill or strategy, even you know luck. Sometimes you made us. You know, the guy carrying the better armor may just run into a rock before you do. Um, or he might not be as good a pilot. Right, it might be. Yeah, exactly, that that too. Well, I think and I've had probably, that experience. I think what you'll probably find is it'll be similar to any, any <clears throat> PvP-centric game in that uh, it'll end up being, you, know, you, you will have those cookie-cutter designs, people will figure it out, and that will be the, the go-to for everyone for a while. And then someone right. will figure out something else, and everyone will switch to that. Because... The Math theory crafting and, requires yeah. a whole lot of work. That's true. Um, and that in and of itself is going to take a significant amount of time. So I, and I think by the time they get done with that, uh, as that that uh, that loadout or whatever have you, that certain spec or how you know that certain kind of, uh, uh, of overclocking, as as that becomes so popular, invariably you find people that figure out ways to combat that specific you know build right and so forth right. and, you know maybe different you know different uh or a cig um, has to step in and change something or it'll yeah. it'll happen occasionally and i think sure. it will if, if things get too out of control uh or they'll just do it with the power you know okay well like right. i said or maybe something will overheat way too quickly yeah okay yeah well you can put those guns on your ship if you want but just be aware you're gonna get one shot because literally right. after that you're gonna fry your entire you know you're you fry your entire uh, you know coolant system or whatever you know something on those lines which would be fantastic i mean because you're gonna have people that want to do that you know i'm gonna put all the biggest weapons they're gonna be all lasers and they're gonna fire and they're gonna get them once but man all i have to do is hit those guys once that's it so mm-hmm. i see this uh, I, I don't know i there, there are multiple ways to handle it i yeah i think um cig is consistently 
going the route, the, the, the correct route in the way that they're approaching, approaching challenges as the game develops. Yeah. Uh, you right. know, the, the bounty system being a perfect example of, of that type of a situation. Um, I remember in Star Wars Galaxies, in Galaxies, um, they didn't have, they did eventually, and it kind of ruined the game, but at the first iteration of Star Wars Galaxies, they didn't have cookie cutter. They allowed you to go up skill trees in any number of like 20 some odd professions. So you could have a little bit in Ranger, you could have a little bit in Pistolier, you could have a little bit um, in, uh, in Droid Crafting. And, you know, eventually people figured out what were the highest, you know, DPS or, or what was, you know, the fastest DPS and... Um, what made the best equipment or... Right. Right. And you want to talk about a balancing nightmare when you've got, you know, 20 some odd professions that you don't have to um, fall in line with any one of them. And people were just, you know, picking and cherry picking their way to like the best combat systems that were out there. And it was an absolute nightmare for them to try and balance it. Yeah. You know, but I think um, I think Mark, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. Where it's like, you know, if if something is obviously OP and, and there's no, um, you know, it, it doesn't just kind of settle into the game. It just becomes clearly an OP issue. They'll probably do something like you know raise raise its power requirements. That yeah, seems like right. a very easy and, fix. Exactly, and I think that's the thing. It, it, you know, there's a reason in the physical universe you can't do certain things. Right. So why instead of trying to make some uh, you know, hand wavium. Why not simply use the physical, you know, physical universe to figure out how to make that work? That way, it's in your game as well, and you can adjust it according to those all those physical properties they're they're lining up for this game. You know, right? Uh, again, there are there are there things. are issues of of meta behavior that are are difficult to that require direct uh, uh, oh, adjustment. Sure. For sure. example, uh, the AI behavior in, in Vandal Swarm. Uh, it, it appears that the Vandal no longer recognize the boundary as a boundary. So you can sometimes bait whole squadrons into flying into the barrier. No, we'll hmm. see. Yeah, things like that. And they'll, and that's the type of stuff, exactly when you're gaming the system, they'll figure it out. They'll fix things or they'll adjust it accordingly. I'm not I'm not too worried about it personally. I think uh, you know that it's an ongoing thing. Anyone that's ever played an MMO knows that uh, the adjustments right. never cease. Nope. Yeah. Never! So there you go. That's in the loop. Hey, Mark. Yes, Jimmy? What's going on outside the wire? Pew, 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 This is just lackluster. Jeez. Well, gentlemen. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat. I thought I'd talk. Nice. Okay. 50s guns. Got it. I thought I'd talk a little bit about 2.2 since we finally had a marginally functional uh, uh, you know, kind of party system in the game this time around. I got to play a little bit this week. Uh, so first off, just a, kind of in, in a general note, uh, a lot of fun to be had. Um, yeah, I was curious as to, like, the um, with the new bounty system, uh-huh. uh, PvP kind of almost, you know, play first-person shooter or PvP actually kind of has a point now in the persistent universe. So I was actually really curious as to your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's it's nice to have a goal. Um, I'm a very goal oriented gamer. I want to have a goal. You know, I don't really like the team deathmatch just to go and kill guys. It doesn't really interest me. Um, you give me a goal to do it though. Hey, protect the terminal right so that our guys can get in there and use it, or so I can keep this guy, another guy, from using it, or you know, vice versa, whatever it happens to be. That stuff is very interesting to me. So. Obviously, when they said, hey, 
you know, the uh, the criminals have to go, or the, uh, not criminals, what, what they call it. It was criminal, right? Criminal level? Yeah, wanted level. Yeah, wanted level. Yeah. In order to get your wanted level lower, you had to go and hack the terminal, which, honestly, I haven't yet to uh, see what their hacking mechanic is for that. As a side note, did anyone happen to try that? It's just use. Oh, is it? Okay, so it's nothing yeah, fancy. Yeah, it's nothing fancy right now. Oh, that's a little bit disappointing. I was hoping for something cool. Um, well, I think that'll come when they move away from the uh, the use command and make it more granular. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it's use and wait, isn't it? You, I mean, it doesn't. It's not instantaneous. Don't you have to use and then protect it for? Yeah, I think a, someone a was saying there was a right. time element into it, like a whole minute or something yeah. like that. You had to go by. Uh, so, I didn't. I didn't notice that the other night. I went in and shut one down, and it shut down pretty quickly. Did it, okay. Well, then maybe that's not the case then. But either way, um, it, having that is interesting. Uh, and it gets people to come to that zone, which I'm sure is part of the reason they did it. You know, that gets people in there trying the mechanics and seeing how it works. So, uh, um, a couple things. One, uh, obviously, there were a lot of people heading over to the uh, to the station to try it. Gave us a lot of opportunity to try shooting people or get shot. Um, grouping up, but we'll get into that in just a minute. But I wanted to start with first, kind of the, the process getting into there, uh, mainly in the grouping up uh, for people that haven't tried it. Uh, they do have an option now where obviously you can, you can hit uh, what is it F F eleven I think brings up your friends list if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken F eleven yeah yeah and then from there your contacts you can choose the other people you can uh, you know invite people to a party uh, you cannot join a party from that you can only invite other so someone's got to invite you in there and then uh, you can also change the leader uh, we had to do that a few times in order to get things kind of synced up and working correctly but uh, you can do that as soon as you're in the game. And then, um, uh, ideally, the way it works is then, as we discussed before, it'll show up in your, uh, you click on, like, was the Crusader, and then the next menu shows you, you know, your, your friend, or, you know, I think it's Quick Match, and then if you have any friends, it'll show them below that. Mm-hmm. And it'll also tell you the number of people in a, in a server. Uh, that worked marginally well. Uh, you could tell something was going on. Maybe the servers weren't updating that list, you know, that uh, uh, correct or you know, frequently enough. So we, we were thinking, we were thinking they may have also been um, so many people on that it was kind of gumming up the works. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Yeah, I, I think it's working less well, less well than it was uh, in the PTU, okay. and that's probably because of of the the, the load of uh, so many people trying to get. Okay, in. yeah, that's another bone to pick. I have. I am trying to get my PTU use level up so that I can get into these earlier PTU sessions. But when I don't get invited, when I never get the chance to get in the PTU for a test. Build, then I can never get my level up. You know, I can never get into that. that it's a cruel that, cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Gleep and I just out at this point. Gleep and I just don't have that problem. Yeah, it must be nice. It must be nice. I mean, I've been in a few PTUs, <laughs> but it's apparently they have they have they have yeah. press credentials. Clearly, yeah, I guess. Yeah, apparently, whatever the deal is, I, I've been into a few of them, but I guess I didn't get credit for something or whatever. So that has now. I I mean, I didn't even get into PTU, you know, invite this time around. So that sucks. Who, who knows, you know, who yeah. knows yeah. What, why, why, why and when and, and how. And oh, when. yeah. Well, you know, but honestly, if I didn't get in the PTU, so what? That just means I got it quicker, you know, in the live version. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I would like to contribute to the PTU, but it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm, you know my feelings aren't hurt. But um, in, terms of, in terms of the grouping, so there is an issue in actually getting into the server that your friend's in. We did have some issues with that. Had to back out and kind of try again, you know, a couple times or kind of hammer the server. You'll continuously try to get in until you got in. Uh, 
that part, once you got in, though, was relatively safe uh, in terms of staying in. You know, we didn't really get, uh, I think, over several hours, maybe had one dropped connection where we actually lost it. And then we were able to get back in the same server with, with friends again. So that what they had talked about, having that persistence where it would last for, I think it was like uh, five or ten minutes after you left, it would keep your spot available in case you got disconnected. Um. Mark, there was um, uh, something we tried last night that um, it didn't work, <laughs> but um, but other than that, um, it uh, in theory it should work. Um, and what we did was we all went out to Hangar, mm-hmm. and then um, I created a group, invited a bunch of people. They joined on me. I think we had six people that joined on me, and then I went uh, and did a quick join to Alasar, and that that sucked all of us into that instance. It went and found an instance that had room for all of us. Interesting. Okay, so maybe there's a little bit of gaming we have to do that and kind of figure out where it is. But okay, so that's good. That's the way it's supposed to work is my understanding. It didn't actually, we got stuck in a, in a never-ending load cycle. Ooh. But um, uh, I, I think it was Fabled uh, Junkyard had said that it had worked before or he had talked to somebody it had worked before for um, so that's um, that, that's one thing that you can try. Okay, interesting. Well, there we go. There's another option then. So yeah, uh, there are you know, multiple ways to do that then. Uh, once you got in the game though, uh, staying with friends is, is like any game, uh, you know, people that play Arma have the same problem. Is when you die, you end up somewhere far away from all your buddies. And then you mm-hmm. have to get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge problem. As long as you, uh, as long as you, you know, can hop in, you know, quick single seater or something along those lines, and take off and fly over and get get back to your buddies. Or if you have, uh, actually, Lacandi was on with us um, when we were trying this out. Uh, it wasn't on Sunday. I want to say it was Saturday or Friday, and uh, it worked out well. He basically just taxied us back and forth and helped kind of keep keep an eye on things when we were in the, in the station, letting us know when people were coming in. So having something like that was very useful. Um, Very cool. Definitely going to be an option for you for your uh, uh, your redeemer. I think is going to be yeah. Yeah, going to get a lot of use if that's the case because uh, it's going to be a situation where you're going to have to pick people up, and drop them back in that hot zone again, just to you know get back in the fight. So, Might you say he was uh, on station? <laughs> on, you could say. Oh man! Oh, wow, man! But uh, the Ooh. yeah, the only other thing really we had a problem with it's it's very very important that you identify your targets. Uh, it's very difficult to see at any range, even with your Moby Glass enabled, uh, your friends. Now, obviously, one of the reasons is because everyone looks exactly the same, but it is very difficult to tell the difference between people at any kind of range. So what we were doing is we were just hitting our crouch key quickly, so it basically looked like we were doing squats to each other to identify ourselves. Nice. <laughs> it's you know? like the arm away. Right, yes, sure. and on arm we do Q&E to wiggle back and forth. So we do like a little wiggle. Uh, in this one, we do squats, so you know it works out well. <laughs> but, uh, that is nice. Yeah, it's a mating ritual. Exactly, it's, it is. It's it's a star system mating ritual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had another topic I wanted to talk about is the weapons. Uh, we did have a chance to try firing. You know, obviously the new the new uh, laser rifle, which looks super awesome. Uh, so that's good, um, and uh, hits hits like a truck, which is good and bad depending on I guess what else you have available to shoot with but uh, one thing I will note is the reticles were huge I mean way bigger than they should have been Um, Mm. now that could have been just on my screen Uh, I had talked to Handsome Devil and he said he had the same issue and he only plays on a single monitor so I'm I'm thinking it wasn't just me but I mean the reticles were uh, like like the size of a like like the cockpit on a on a um, uh 
Wow, completely forgot it. Whatever. Like uh, a small see, ship. You're, you're, you're catching my uh, I am. my, my disease tonight. You must be rubbing off on me. Anyway, like a small ship. Uh, uh, anyway, so it, it, they were huge on my screen. Not really sure what the deal was with that, but I could work around it. Wasn't a big deal. Uh, I'm sure that'll get fixed. I you know, no, I'm sure it was just a scaling issue that that's that I'm not worried about at all. Uh, there was a significant amount of sway as you pulled the reticle up to your eyes, or uh, pull the sights. You could put your uh, what's called aim down sights. I think is what they they're actually calling it. Essentially, when you, it's when you're pulling it up, ready to shoot, uh, looking down the, looking down the scope. Uh, it's kind of nice. I like that. I'm not a twitch shooter. This this is mm-hmm. one of those things. that's in there. It makes it believable. And it or makes it more realistic, but it also really hampers that ability for twitch shooters to just uh, you know do that kind of the no scope 360 you know kind of, kind of thing going on there that the, the Counter Strike guys do and whatnot. So yeah. um, that's that's a good thing I think in my regard in terms of keeping things um, slower, keeping the pace slower. That's that's what uh, Chris had said initially way back in the day. He was trying to keep things at a slower pace, and that's one good way to do it. You can't whip your guy around, turn him really quickly without having to adjust for even that fraction of a second. It's like half a second. But that amount of time is enough to really slow down the pace of the game. So that was cool. Um, no wall jumping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the rounds, uh, obviously your bullet spread uh, was relatively significant with the automatic weapons, which is fine. It's exactly the way it should be. You should be able to put them all down uh, you know, on a um, quarter-sized target you know, at 60 meters. Um, so that's you know at automatic you know when you're shooting at automatic, so that's good. Um, and once again, that'll add to the uh, kind of the rock paper scissors of you know do you take something that shoots a lot of rounds? Do you take something that shoots just slowly but one very similar to the guns uh, on the ships? You're really going to have to figure out exactly where your comfortability lies, or more importantly, um, gear up to the situation wherever you're actually I wonder going. Wonder what the metal the meta will be for those. It uh, should be interesting because uh, they did say they're planning on allowing you to mod your, you know, your kind of first-person gear just like you would your ship gear. So, uh, or not in the same way necessarily, but in terms of being able to mod it as much. So, uh, hopefully, pretty interesting. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to when they get to that uh, to that point. Uh, lastly, the damage was um, the. Uh, the uh, the ballistic uh, submachine gun. It's not really submachine gun. Um, I can't. It's more like a smaller assault rifle, but I think they're calling it a submachine gun. Uh, that's been in the game for a while out on the station that you pick up underneath the uh, stairs. Is uh, the damage on that is extremely low? What I'm guessing, either that or the armor level of the health value of players is extremely high. I emptied an entire clip into a guy's chest, and uh, he went off, and then I think he ended up running off somewhere. So, not perfect. That's not immersive. Yeah, not perfect, but it depends <laughs> on his armor. Maybe that armor is extremely strong. I think everyone's wearing, uh, no, because everyone's wearing light armor right now. Yeah. I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking medium armor, but uh, so light armor, yeah. I, that's not something to turn a person away from the game. That's just something they're working at. I'm sure that stuff will all get taken care of. So, we'll see how it goes when it gets there, but uh, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, last, just kind of quickly, um, when I played the other day, uh, it was with uh, uh, Fugak, Handsome Devil, and then Lycondi were out there, and uh, we had a fantastic time trying to hold, uh, uh, you know, trying to get into the, um, trying to get into the base, and then holding it, and trying to get back to it uh, as we died, or you know, bumped into things, or clipped out of the map, and you know, flew three miles away. Um, 
it's it's very possible to have a lot of fun now. Uh, so we're getting close to the point when we can actually start really playing in there uh, in the first person stuff. Um, they need to get the grouping a little bit tighter, and I have a feeling probably with the next patch or two they'll do that. Uh, kind of the group management just a little bit better, so that we can actually get people in there in a reasonable in a reasonable manner and in something that's timely, so that we're not spending the entire night trying to get people in the same instance. Uh, other than that, uh, that's basically all I had. Did you guys have any fun times? Uh, any uh, anecdotes you wanted to add on about uh, any first person stuff? Or, yeah, I tried. I tried all night on Sunday to get in with the group and couldn't. Really. Yeah, yeah, all night. I kept uh, I, I kept getting... Uh, I Finally, I gave up. It just went into a quick uh, instance just so I could kind of start playing. Wow, now how many people were in... Uh, Gleep, maybe you'd be the better one to ask this. How many people did you actually get into one instance? I think we had six in there last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had we had a fair number. Um, and folks were able to, uh, to join um, afterwards. You know, they were able to... to Wait until spots opened up and then jump in. So um, yeah, it was. I think it's better in general. It's better than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember when we used to have to all um, do sync drops to, to get into um, uh, matches together? Um, but um, I think it's still. Um, I think I think they're still dealing with the uh, with the um, uh, the scaling of it uh, going from PTU to uh, the live servers. Well, I think it's a good first attempt. If nothing else, yeah, and, absolutely. And it's we, a good we starting. We had no point. patch yet, right? No, no, since, they, not since, yet. since it came out. Yeah, so we have we have no um, uh, no patch to this. So I'm guessing that there there will be because how many we, we had like, well, in the PTU we had like a whole bunch. But how many did we have to the last uh, to when two point one got uh, released to live? We had at least a couple uh, patches to the live after the fact. So um, yeah, I think I think um, I think. We've seen what it can do, and it's it's an improvement in functionality, and I think that the performance of that improved functionality will continue to increase. Yeah, I think so. Uh, lastly, just real quick on the Arma front, um, I did uh, the, the Tuesday Night RP campaign. Um, went very well last week. Um, we had several people show up. It was a little bit lighter than usual, but uh, mm-hmm. that worked out fine. We uh, ended up trying to... Uh, we kind of dropped in the middle of nowhere, and then uh, we ended up having to... Hop um, hike across geez, the majority of the map uh, on foot trying to get away from just constant uh, uh, helicopter um, uh, helicopters trying to find us uh, there were attack helicopters, there were some troop transports uh, just various patrols running into us paratroopers yeah, Paratroopers were in there, yep, paratroopers were in there uh, it was it was a it was fun. Yeah, it was it was a constant running battle, and uh, it was a blast. Uh, Johnny did an excellent job in curating that, and uh, we all had a whole lot of fun doing it. Uh, there were some issues, as I said before, we had to kind of redo the servers because the hosting company I had initially uh, lost all of the stuff we had, you know, all the all the uh, configuration files and, and the, the things we had built up for for that specific map as well. So we had to kind of redo all that stuff and. Uh, there were some a couple bugs in what Johnny had set up, but uh, you know what ended up making it a whole lot of fun. Uh, we had a really good time, and uh, hopefully these next few, until we talk again next, will be uh, just as much fun. Yeah, I'm going to start tweeting out um, uh, the day of so that we can try to um, let folks know, yeah. uh, remind folks that, that we've, we've got this going. Yeah, by so all means. We, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we had a solid turnout last night, too. 
We did. Yes. Speaking of the Sunday meetup, we had um, we had about fifteen folks online um, uh, uh, at one point. Um, I think we might have gotten more um, because we we had folks uh, playing uh, Star Citizen, and then also um, there were some folks in playing Arma, and then Life is Futile is on fire. I, I'm looking right now, and there's. Uh, there's a half a dozen folks out there uh, uh, playing it right now. So, Given um, the never... fact that who's in there, including Johnny Eleven Bravo, I'm guessing that those guys are the, probably they are playing, playing the, division. the division. I'm seeing yeah. them. Yeah, it just it just, uh, it just thirty minutes tonight. ago. It just opened up, so they're all yeah, several of yeah. them are playing that. Vendus, Yellow Stag, yeah. and Johnny Eleven. They're like, I'm not sure they're playing Life is Futile. No, but they Life were earlier. Division. I mean, or not those people no. particularly, but uh, that right. has been a. a, a Happening channel. So lately. last night they were actually yeah. playing Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so, but we, um, um, I spent the evening in um, Star Citizen, and uh, we we had a really good time. As you were talking about, you know, the connect, there were connection issues, and um, uh, you know, the contact lists, um, uh, though handy, uh, did seem to be a little bit bugged at times. Uh, but we did eventually get a, a bunch of us. I think we got about six of us into a single instance, and we flew around shooting at other folks and. Uh, Fable Junkyard nearly got to level five uh, criminality. That was kind of fun, but Dietrich actually did. He made it to level five by dogfighting uh, Crusader security, and then we followed him around trying to protect him from uh, all of his newfound friends, uh, folks you know coming after him looking for a fancy new rifle. So that that was fun. That sounds uh, like fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. We we were flying all over the map, uh, trying to avoid people. It was. Uh, yeah. It was I, although I it's, heard it's, you guys having a good time. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just um, I, on my end, it was just it was just frustrating not be able to get in. But hearing you guys uh, sounded like you guys had an absolute blast. Yes, we did. We did. So I uh, want to uh, give a, a big thanks uh, uh, to uh, Buckshot, uh, Lacondi, Turd was out last night, uh, Bunyan Snipe, uh, Dal, and uh, Rabbit, Red Rabbit. Uh, Fugak also was there, and I apologize if I've forgotten anybody else that was out. Uh, Jim Little Jimmy was out, too, um, uh, out to play some Star Citizen with us. So, um, um, Not that anybody could- noticed. <laughs> Well, we did. You, <laughs> you went and had dinner wow. and came back, and we said welcome back. So you know, it was you no, know, it was it was official. Um. So speaking of the org, we we're getting real close to that three hundred members, guys. Real, real close. Nice. Yeah. Since last time, uh, Sorian joined us. He said, "I'm ready to be the casual." Okay, uh, casual. <laughs> uh, nice Tim joined us. He said, hey, found you guys via Twitter. Someone randomly added me to a list, and I thought it looks like the sort of casual Star Citizen community I would want to join. So welcome. You have joined. JW joined us, said, howdy, fellow citizens. A coworker told me about Star Citizen a few months ago. I was fascinated by what I heard. So as soon as I got home, I looked into it. I watched no more than two videos and was hooked. I'm having some difficulty deciding on a career in Star Citizen, so picking chips has been an issue for me. I'm hoping that talking and flying with other players might help me make up my mind. Most of my friends are either too dense to make the switch from console to PC, and the few that have are too stupid to see the genius of what will be the best damn space sim ever. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that whole sentence needs to be my tagline for uh, everything in life. Well, you know, honey and vinegar, you know. Um, I recently discovered your podcast and have been catching up on all of your past episodes while I'm at work. I'm sure your, your boss is good is glad to know that, um, or will be glad to know that. Uh, great work, by the way. Keep them coming. I've also started reassessing my in-real-life friends oh, list. 
Please accept my application if for no other reason than out of pure pity. Thanks in advance. You are aboard. Welcome, JW. We have a former president now. JW. There you go. I, I believe his avatar actually does have a hat, so that's nice. Uh, Jedediah joined us, said, I found Star Citizen after the Kickstarter campaign made such a big hit, and I pledged in January of 2014. Ooh, way back. Um, ever since that day, my life can only be described as that period in which I've been waiting for Star Citizen to release. Right now in my hangar, I have a Reliant Tana, an Avenger Titan, and an Aurora MR. The MR is just waiting around for me to gift it to my wife, and the Titan is just itching to be upgraded. I discovered TGWS through the podcast, which I listen to every week, and I'm excited to join you guys in the verse. I don't have Arma 3 yet. I missed its sale last week. I do, however, plan to add it to my library soon. So welcome, Jedediah. Looking forward to seeing you both in Star Citizen and Arma next time it goes on sale. I think it goes on sale every Wednesday between 5 and 7. <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> honestly, it's like once a month it's on sale. I mean, it, it's yeah, ridiculous. So just add it to your wish list, and you'll get a notification next time it goes up. All right, and over at the website, data data transfer, nice Tim, and nice time, I think that is, and uh, Siltas joined us. So welcome, guys. Um, nice to uh, see you over there. Introduce yourself in the forums and um, uh, write stuff. Other folks will read it. Um, and then I think I mentioned earlier that uh, Jamster had sent me an email. He and Swiss Cheese are trying to get guys to play together, uh, to play Arma 3 Battle Royale together at uh, 10, I'm assuming that's p.m., uh, Greenwich Mean. So I think that's 2, 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they have a thread in the forums. If you are interested, go check it out and let them know. There will be a link in the show notes to it. And I would like to point out um, uh, that, uh, again, Gleep is right. Uh, Amontillado uh, sent me a message today saying that Stuckies, in fact, does exist. It still lives. And so if you guys really? click on that link right there. Oh, that's those a pecan things. log roll. Yeah. I have seen. <laughs> wow. I did not. I wow. like me a nice log. Pecan log roll. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, it makes me salivate. You, oh, please stop. Wow. Please, please stop. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little just bit. Just a tad. I, I don't even think. I really did. Do, do you guys want me to read the, uh, <laughs> the the spam email I got this week? Yes. Ace, why don't you share that? That, okay, wasn't, so that wasn't spam. That was a real offer, man. Come on. Yeah. I'm, I, I was serious about that. I'm, ooh, wow. I know. So uh, I checked my spam filter, you know, to see what I got, and... Uh, I got a fantastic bit of, of information here. I uh, got a letter from a, what I'm sure is a very credible source. It reads, Dear friend, I want to transfer US $20.5 million to your bank account. The fund belonged to our deceased customer who died with his entire family in Iraq war, leaving nobody for the claim, and as such, I decided to contact you to enable us to claim the fund. Your share is 40%, while 60% for me. This transaction is 100% risky-free. Contact (laughs) me for more details on my private email address, which is... And this gives an email address. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Omar Bello, Banque Regionale de Solidaire, Burkina Faso. So... Obviously, you sent him an email. Of course, right away. Risky totally. free. Totally, I, I want that. I want part of that twenty point five million for a hundred percent risky free transactions. I just want the risky part. <laughs> Tell them no. I want the risky. <laughs> so, 
I, you know, I, I wondered if the 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 Nigerian prince email scam, you know, scam still existed. I can tell you now with absolute certainty, it is still alive and kicking. It just moved to Burkina Yay. Faso instead. <laughs> well, it makes sense. You can only you, you can only have so much money in Nigerian there princes. Are so many, there are only so many Nigerian princes. There aren't. The, I mean, there. Yeah, exactly. At this point, everyone must be a prince over there. That's what I got from all those emails. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, uh, Ace, we hope that you uh, remember your friends uh, once you've uh, joined the Million Mile High Club. Maybe I'll run for president. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be any worse. Oh, we're not having that conversation on here. <laughs> no, we are. No, we are. Mo- we are moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I think that about covers it. So what should you do? You should go to Engine, E-N-J-I-N dot com for all of your site hosting needs. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI community hub in the podcast and deep space radar sections. Links are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all of my contact information is in the show notes. Now, now, Jimmy, uh, Ace, I, I can't wait to see what Mark says this week. How about you? I'm looking forward to it. Eh. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, where can the fine folks find you in the meantime? Uh, you can find me most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, and Saturday, 1 p.m. PST, over at uh, the uh, base doing my show Quantum Drive, a mix of lore, stories, and music. Nice. And that's it. Good night. Mark? I say, are you Ace? done? <laughs> Good Ace? night, Gracie. <laughs> um, my name is Ace Azamine. You can find all my contact information in the show notes. Uh, you can email me at aceazamine87 at gmail.com. You can also find me on TeamSpeak more often than not. I'll yes. be glad to answer your questions or lend, us, lend uh, help with anything that you need. Uh, or just to shoot some, some bad guys with you. There you go. Okay, guys. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Mad Cow uh, 1001 that's with a K at gmail.com uh, you can also reach me at M-A-D-K-O-W on Steam uh, and my Uplay for all you guys doing uh, Division um, M-A-D-K-O-W 1001 so I mean M-A-D-K-O-W throw 1001 if you can't find me one way you'll probably catch me the other uh, you can also reach me on doesittastelikejelly.com where we go around putting household, ordinary household objects in our mouth to see if they do indeed taste like jelly. Uh, this has been an extremely exciting venture uh, for the past several years. Me and uh, several different uh, people have gone through an extensive library of household items. And uh, you'd be surprised what does indeed taste like your favorite jam. This is like Such a risky as. proposition, honestly. <laughs> what which what household item tastes the most like jam, Mark? You, you know, Gleep, you're going to have to find that out by going to the website. <laughs> oh, I'm going to wager that the answer is probably jam, but that's just me. 
That would be cheating, Ace. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wager it's the the little gel packs that you put in the dishwasher. I mean, no. oh yeah, or the ones oh. you can put in the uh, yeah in, your, in the clothes too. Yeah, they got one for uh-huh. the, uh, yeah. the laundry as well. Pods, yeah, the pads. Mm. Pods. Yeah. I love pods. I like how you guys just assume that they. Yeah, that's a normal thing. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he probably does stick things in his mouth. We, ex- and taste we them. assume nothing at this point. A <laughs> uh, little little pinch between the cheek and gum. Exactly. All right. Well, until next time, then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. Bye. All done. Yay. By the way, for those curious, there's the trope. You're a trope. Makes makes for great radio, doesn't it? Here's a link (laughs) that nobody else can see. You're a trope. Oh, jeez. Wow. Told you. Oh, my. Not safe for work. No. NSFW.